the poor Tony Dad saying, It's true, but here I am today in defense of John Calipari. Why? Because he tried something different. Not many coaches do that. The new offense is fun and awesome. The defense is horrendous. But Miami made the final four with the exact same formula. What does Zachy say? Last year, don't fret BBN. It's not as bad as... Time now for Mortgage X's and O's, a winning playbook to get you home, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Happy Sunday, Louisville, Kentucky. It's Jeff Tanapool And Michael Shad, And we're Mortgage X's and O's, the winning playbook to get you home. Here every Sunday to educate, inform, entertain you all about the home buying process and just help make you a better participant in the market um, and just drop some knowledge on you if we can. And distill words from my boy Phil Baker in the highly competitive 9.30 to 10 slot <laughs> on Sunday mornings. How you doing, Mike? Good I'm to good. see you, brother. I'm good, man. Happy Sunday. Yeah, you too, Brett. Man, been on the road. I've been traveling I like know. a traveling man. Yeah. Almost yeah. as much as Nick Curran travels. I think he travels all the time with yeah, the Louisville chasing ladies. The yeah, no, I, no I, ladies, I wish. Ladies basketball. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Cardinals, man, what a great uh, game. They're going to have a game against Virginia Tech um, right. today at 2 o'clock. We're excited. I think we're going to be working a booth out there, and we bought a bunch of tickets to help show our support of the Lady Cards. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, get out there. Virginia Tech is ranked, yeah, and uh, and Louisville is getting ready Phil for the, the postseason. Yeah, fill that Yum Center up. And, you know, i got to say, I really uh, I'm appreciative of Coach Waltz and what the ladies' team is doing for sure. I went up to Rupp Arena this week. I got to take my dad to the Kentucky Ole Miss game. And, uh, you know, it's been a while. You know, obviously, y'all know I'm a Cardinals fan, and it's been really tough going to the games and, and being oh, yeah. that lower bowl and seeing all those empty seats. And it was weird to be at a game where the crowd was in it and the Ruckus. game was good. And, you know, it was exciting. And just uh, I almost forgot that magic, but but realized I have hope that maybe we can get that back here at Louisville for the Man, I hope so. Like in. I said, I hope, you know, again, um, I think, you know, you're speaking of Jeff Walls when we were actually helping host the Jeff Walls show a couple weeks ago um, when he was doing his radio show. He was so engaging. Um, he was so great and gracious. You know, he offered tickets uh, to all of us for a discounted rate. And uh, sorry, I don't think I'll, maybe we can get our listeners. If you want a ticket to the game, you know, hit me and Jeff up. Maybe we can hook you up. Um, but uh, he was just so gracious. And, and just to hear his passion and everything that he brings to the table. And he says, look, I tell my girls, you know, if you put the effort on the court, the people will come and they'll sit in the stands and they'll watch good basketball. You know, they'll watch you even if you lose the game. If you leave it all on the court, that's what they appreciate. Well, yeah, I mean, and then to speak into his character alone, you know, just the the, the ladies, he's what he's building and those young women are turning into fantastic, um, you know, people after basketball. You know, I think he said he had three things, you know, smile at someone, hold a door for them. And then the third one, he said, was ask someone how their day is going and actually wait for a response. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we say, how you doing? 
Good, and then they just keep walking, you know. And and he has them thoughtful and out there as, as ambassadors, really, for the university. So, man, you know, I know I know ladies basketball probably doesn't get as as much um, you know attraction or or even popularity. But man, what Jeff is doing there with that program, seventeen years. Hats off to you, Coach. I mean, you're stand up guy. Great, absolutely. Great well, they're changing yeah. a rule because of his outburst in this. Uh, I, I didn't see what they're changing the rule to, um, but because of the intentional foul that was called at the end of a game when he was strategically trying to disrupt a team taking a last shot because he had a foul to give with a couple seconds left, it cost them the game. You know, it could have they still might lost anyway, but you never know. But, you know, everybody knows that when you go to reach out in certain components of the game, you're going to foul. Yeah. You know, she didn't do it maliciously. She was yeah. just going to foul her. Yeah. And he, you know, he says, look, I'm getting fined, but I'm letting you know. I'm getting fined and I don't care because that was wrong. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, fighting and for the right thing. Fighting yeah, for the right but crazy, thing. crazy, now it's, it's going to be a rule change yeah. because of that. So, hey, k- kudos to him for speaking up. Yeah, man. Well, we didn't mean to get down that rabbit hole, everybody. Hey, but, we you know, our ESPN we, disclaimer we this show y'all y'all know we just show up and just do our talking but we're excited you, you may recall that we'd also in addition to those industry professionals that mike talked about you know those realtors and those home closers and insurance agents we we have a loan officer spotlight at stockton Mortgage. right so we like to take a new person to stockton they might not be new to the industry but so far um you know what david supported our growth he's allowed us to bring in people that might have had prior careers or this is their first time in the mortgage business and they are just learning the trade, but they're they're awesome because their background is so fantastic. Right, and we have one of those loan officers a spotlight this morning. Absolutely. So what we want to do is we want to welcome Stockton's own Jerry Mays to the studio. Jerry, welcome down here this Sunday morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. So, so as we mentioned, we're going to unpack this. You know, I, as I told you before we went on air, we'll run out of time before we run out of things to talk about. And you are sure. a most interesting guy anyway. So I think um, we, we are excited to hear your story. And then, so what we're going to do first is hand you the microphone, let you talk about, you know, your story, the Jerry story. Like, where'd you grow up? If you're not from Louisville, how'd you get here? Where'd you go to school? And by that, we mean high school. Yep. And then, you know, we'll talk about your sports career, if you had one, your professional career, and then ultimately how you got to Stockton Mortgage. And then we'll talk about the market and some things that you're doing. And then at the end, we're going to give everybody an opportunity to be a customer of yours, like how to get a hold of you if they're looking for a loan. And and uh, yeah, this is going to go pretty quick, believe it or not. So how's that sound? Sounds great. I Sounds it's great. time for the Jerry Show. All, All right. right. On. Coming to the stage. I hear you. I hear you. Well, thank you. I'm really, really uh, just honored to be here and be with the two of you and be with our listeners today. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a great honor. It really is. Um, Shively boy, grew up in Shively. Dixie, proud proud myself of being a Dixie Highway guy. Went to Butler High School. Uh, was fortunate there to Go be Bears. during that time when we were. So to speak, I guess for this area, a dynasty. We won the state championship my junior year. Mm. State runner-up my sophomore year. Uh, the year after we graduated, we were state runner-up again. We, I think my total high school time, and at that time, high school was 6 through 12. I mean, or, or yeah, 7 through 12. And, and we probably lost a total of six, maybe seven games through my entire six-year period in high school at that time. So I was around some really, really great athletes. And then from there, matriculated to Moorhead State University. Too slow to play, so I ended up being a manager and trainer with the team. And my senior year, got a chance to do some coaching. Uh, our receiver coach left, went to the New Orleans Saints, and so our head football coach knew I wanted to do that. 
and the New uh, Orleans had, Saints. I got to yeah. stop you there. New Orleans Saints. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. Steve Walters. Yeah, sure did. Coming up. Wow. Well, we, yeah. we're, and, and we're talking football because right, I can't remember. Right. In football, it was yeah. football. Okay, yes. So, uh huh. So all right. Well, let me let me just regroup for myself. Played football at Butler. This is not traditional. Then this is no. It was not traditional. Butler Bears. Right. And then from and I remember they had junior high school. Yeah. My sister, who's four years older, went to junior high at Fern Creek. And yeah. My first year in middle school was the first year they had first or second year they actually make really? middle schools yeah. wow wow that's yeah neat. and so but but you're right junior high elementary school a lot of people don't remember went from to sixth grade yeah first to sixth kindergarten to six, no i don't even think yeah. kindergarten was yeah. there. first through six my, and my, mine went through first through sixth grade experience yeah. i was at shaftner elementary and then we went up to butler in seventh grade and here we are with all those seniors and all those kids it was it was really an experience <laughs> yeah. i mean it probably in a and turns you into a man. Oh well, listen, I mean, listen. I, I, I'm a I'm a geology biology major. So yeah. the first day I'm walking down the hall, I look over the counter, and one of my football coaches in little league has got a deer head sitting on the table, and I'm like, <laughs> what? What is this all about? So I was hooked on science just from married, but it did. It was a rude awakening. And you know what? I mean, we won't get down a rabbit hole, but a 12-year-old boy, you know, you're there, you're playing football with 18-year-old men. Oh, yes. That's a difference. Oh, yes. And when you get to college, you're 18 years old playing against 23-year-olds. Very much year old, so. You know, Very so much so, there's yeah. A, there's a, you're, were you the, I mean, I know I was a blocking dummy yeah. for a while. You know, I, I hear you. I got beat up pretty good. But Oh, sure. All right, so you get to Moorhead State and you t- you changed over managing instead of playing and then and then your senior year got an opportunity to coach. Yes, and it was, and you know, it's funny how, you know, the Lord's plans work because I coached the receivers okay. that senior year. I worked against the secondary, which was coached by Bill Baldridge, who later on, uh, when I was coaching at St. X, offered me to come coach college mm. because he remembers coaching against me that spring. And that link took me, made it right in there. I mean, I, I skipped the whole step of being a head coach before I went into college. I was taken right out of St. X as an assistant and all because of what happened that spring. So, you know, you talk about how things fit into places. I was very fortunate there. So wait, before we move on, what what position did you play in football? Uh, I was a receiver and a linebacker. I was an outside linebacker, and I was a tight end slash split end. I was like in between, so I could play both positions. Were you good? Uh, I was. You can brag a little. Yeah, yeah. No, I was the idiot that went across the middle. I was the only one dumb enough to go across the middle and catch a slant. (laughs) So that's why I was valuable to the team in that respect. You weren't afraid to go over the middle. No, and I didn't. And the bad thing was, was it wasn't a fear thing. I just didn't know any better until I got my head knocked off. Did you get pancaked? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, all all, all the time, all the time. You know, that was before a concussion protocol. Oh yes, (laughs) because I remember. I bet I was concussed multiple times when I was in high school. Oh, and they were just like, just get up, rub some dirt on it. Yeah, right. But you know what's Jeff? Which, ignore them stars. What's what's really funny is the hardest hit I ever got in football was from my coach. Mm. We were a sophomore team. I'll never forget this. And I was playing inside line, but they asked me to play inside linebacker going uh, with the team. And uh, a kid tried to crack back on me while I saw it coming. And I turned around, I clotheslined the kid mm. and knocked him down. So my coach got ticked off. He put on the kid's helmet and he said, "Now Jerry, play this straight." So I, here I go. I drop in my drops, and sure enough, he knocks me. The first thing he hits with my was the back of my neck and my shoulders. Never got hit so hard on a football field. Oh my God. But it, I mean, yeah. and I played to get, you know, I played with some great guys. Some guys that, you know, were all state, Donnie McDonald, a uh, bunch of those guys that went on to play college ball, Steve Jewell, Daryl Culver, all those guys. Never got hit as hard as my coach hit me that day. Man, and you know, that was back when that was a kind of oh, a yeah. protocol. You oh, know, yeah. Your coach would, would, uh, they weren't like today. No, it wasn't that like that. today. And there's a lot. Oh shoot! You know somebody's going to jail. This is probably. front page, buddy. All the yeah. time. We had one coach that would walk around with a forearm pad. Yeah. And if he just didn't get a lick that day, he turned around and just whap. 
<laughs> just hit you, you know. And it was, and he was a great guy. We loved the guy, but yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. you're kind of like shell shocked. You're like, okay, is is Coach Shaw coming by today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just crazy. We were talking about this not too long ago. We lost our uh, the guy that was our head coach passed away, Elmer Kalina, uh, about a week ago, and so all of us gathered at the same time at the funeral, home, and we started telling the stories, Jeff and Mike. I mean unbelievable you know yeah. so yeah no no i mean I, and i you know i was a, a little bit later than you i was in the 80s but it was still that same kind of oh. f- discipline in football i and, mean i was 90s and it was still the same way that you know i think it started bridging in the 2000s and the it, i think it all changed when uh, max gilpin died when oh yeah he, that young man died and i was there at, at butler high school he was a butler wasn't he well uh, was PRP. He, he was PRP. PRP. prp yes and i was assistant principal there okay when that when all that took place and that was just a tragic tragic yeah. set of events and uh yeah, I was kind of running interference for our head coach at that yeah. time, Jason Stinson, and he was at the hospital, and he would call me, and I would do a lot of his liaison stuff with uh, that stuff, but it terrible. Max was a great kid. Yeah. Great yeah. kid. It's just unfortunate. But up until that point, it was, there wasn't oh. a 95 degree heat. I mean, <laughs> no. you, I mean, you got water at the end of the Oh, Jeff, you know, I, I look today, you know, when we were going out to run to the practice field, I mean, we were told if we didn't take a handful of salt tablets and take them because they didn't want us to lose weight. And so we would take salt tablets, and then they wouldn't allow us to have water on the field. And now things have changed so much. Oh, you know, yeah. I became an athletic director at one point in time, and I'm looking at all the liability. The stuff we got, we, we one coach, one night a guy hit a telephone pole in Shively. So our football coaches went and asked for the guy to give him the pole. They took, the, they took and cut the pole down in the shop class, wrapped it with a gray wrestling mat, took a truck, chain tire wrapped it over a broken goal post and made us hit it mm. and they would swing it and if you didn't hit it properly you get yeah, no oh yeah, yeah. you became a, a soprano i mean real quickly <laughs> so yeah so crazy stuff you know yeah, now but no, then you, you know uh yes and i remember but love those days coach McPhee, love those days coach mcphee at fern creek he would have that dip of copenhagen in oh. and it'd be 95 degrees humid couldn't breathe he'd go nice cool breeze nice cool day um, let's get out there and do some football oh today. that's crazy yeah. it's, it's like my we were talking about last week at the, at the funeral home uh my coach was Italian, Kalina, mm. right? And shoot, he'd chew you out in Italian, and you had no idea. You knew he was ticked. Yeah. And he's, he's yelling <laughs> all this stuff. Saying. He's spitting on you. And I told his daughter, I said, would you please tell me what this word means after 40 years? Ooh. And tell me. And she, she just started laughing because she knew exactly yeah. how her dad was. So. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Well, hey, so let, I, we, we could spend the whole time talking about football, but let's let's kind of fast forward. So from from Moorhead and you're the coach, you you, you did go into coaching. You mentioned a few jobs. Yes. Hit those real quick for me. Yes. Uh, so I was fortunate to be hired in the Ashland Independent School System uh, for two years. Great experience. Probably the greatest experience of my whole coaching career there. And then I got recruited to come to St. X. They had just won the state championship, and they lost one of their coaches to go into administration. So Mike Stewart – and Mike Glazer recruited me to come to St. X. Spent four or five years there. At that point in time, I got asked to go coach college football. Left there. Felt like I had missed a step because I hadn't been a head coach. Came back to Louisville. Was fortunate to be at Doss High School for two years. You know, first winning season, next number of years playoffs. So we got a lot of notoriety. St. X asked me to come back and be the athletic director there, which probably was too young of a move. Yeah. But I did it there. Great things. We developed a coach's education program, which is now the standard in Jefferson County okay. and, and throughout the state. Uh, and from there, I still had a niche. Um, crazy as it was, um, went to Manual High School. Every one of my buddies, Bobby Redman, Mike Glazer, Steve Bacco, really went, right now coaches said, Jerry, don't go there. It's a graveyard. 
First two years we go there, we won one game each. Got beat one game 70 to nothing. Mm. Uh, but very fortunate. My last three years there, we were top 10 AP in there. And then left manual, uh, went into administration for 10 years at, at one of the greatest places ever, Pleasure Ridge Park High School. Mm-hmm. And then I was asked to come back and be the principal at Man- Dupont Manual High School, where I retired. And now, now, so I mean, what a career! What I mean, you've had a career that it spans decades. And and there is one an, a, accomplishment I want you to talk about because I was walking by your office this week, and I, and I just I never really paid attention too much to your plaques that you have in there. I love them, but but you're in the Hall of Fame. You're in the in the coaches oh. Hall of Fame. And he was right? trying to take those plaques down. I know. Yeah, he's so humble. He didn't want to put them up. There. But talk about that that had to be a moment well man. yeah well thank you for saying something about that and it's kind of weird having that up in your office but you know it's like it's from time to time you 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 want to look back and you want to reflect motivating, on that motivating man it, 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 it is motivating because yeah. you know i, I when i look Lots at those things blood, sweat and tears well yeah. yeah mike and you know the thing is is that what i really think of i'm so blessed because you know those i stand on the shoulders of all those that came before me i mean my whole thing was uh when my parents split up in the sixth grade my whole life became dedicated to coaching. I remember in the seventh grade, I told my mother sitting my feet after a Pleasure Ridge game was really cold that night. We won six to nothing. My mom had taken me to the game, and I said, I'm going to be a coach, period, because they became my surrogate fathers. Um, I, I, I had a good father, but he wasn't around. And so my coaches became my fathers. And, uh, and so I'm very proud when I see that. It's almost kind of like, okay, I think I've given back now. You know, that reminds me to do that, not forget that. So I'm very blessed, yes. I was in the Metro Hall of Fame for the athletic directors and for the coaches, and I've got the the National State Merit Award for for Jefferson County that year. So I've been, I was very blessed in that case. And, Man, uh, well, congratulations. You deserve it. It's not – that wasn't something they just give to somebody. Well, I appreciate that. 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 I appreciate so, that very much. And, you know, in your comment about coaches, I, I think that um, – I think about some of the most impactful statements or things I learned in my life that were – that were outside of my dad because my dad was very involved and he was you know mm-hmm. he he was a teacher he taught me a lot you know not not a physical teacher but to, mm-hmm. from a son and father he sure. taught me he all he continues to teach me actually taught me Tuesday night when we were at UK game but but outside of him was was the coach figure the one oh, yeah. and you know and when I coached a little bit I dabbled in elementary basketball I remember just wanting to be impactful yeah. I wanted to say things because I can still remember statements that coaches made four oh, years yeah. ago oh, yeah. that stuck. With me through life, and I would get in situations. I'd be like, Coach Max said that, Coach Howard said that. You know, like I could remember those things. And 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 you know, it takes a special guy to 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 really get kids to to connect with them and lead them. And you know, you don't know how many people probably. I'm sure you'll find out one day they'll come to you and be like, Coach Mays. You know, remember when you did this? It changed my life or whatever. Yeah. You know. Well, I hope it's good. I hope they weren't in therapy yeah. because of it. You know. <laughs> well, so, yeah. not everybody yeah. can take a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely, no, definitely. And it's funny we were at, we were at the wake as I said of my previous coach, and there was a, a gentleman my the, I was with Daryl Cover was an All American high school player was went to University of Tennessee full ride. And we were laughing his junior year. Actually, I think it might have been his, yeah, it was his junior year and my sophomore year. And our coach just out of the blue, it was blowsier. We were playing Thomas Jefferson and the great Elmore Stevens. And uh, I'll never forget it. And our coach just decided to run us 100, 100-yard sprints and blow. And we were coming spitting up blood mm. because it was so the hard was so on cold. our breathing. Yeah. yeah, it was so cold. And to this day, we think about that because, like, when it gets tough, when your back's up against the wall, you think about, okay, I can do this. I can make it through this. I had another friend of mine that got shipped out to Vietnam, and uh, uh, Ray Brooks was on the team with me. 
And he said, when I showed up for basic training, I laughed at him after I knew what we went through two days. Because mm. our two days, our two days, my junior year were really, really brutal. It's tough, yeah, yeah. So those things, yeah, and they and they they carry on now. You know, it's like when it's when you're working with a client and you're getting down to it, and you said, "Boy, I don't know if I can do it." You think about, it. "Oh yeah, you can." And it came from those those lessons that you learned. What a great transition! You know, you're you're built for radio, Jared. But um, <laughs> so l- tell the story. How how in the world you you retired now? Instead of you re- you were too young to not do anything, right? So tell right. tell the listeners how you got into mortgages. Well, it's you're a, starting your you're in your second year now. Going to be right, right. In your third year, yeah, yeah, so go yeah. Um, Sophomore. He's a sophomore. Crazy before. story. Yeah. So. Mr. Ratanapool, who I sit across the table from today, uh, was one of my parents when I was principal of Manual. And good fortune, his beautiful daughter and talented daughter, Elena, was our Miss Manual down there. And so knew Jeff through that, knew him a little bit through Stouffer Elementary. Our kids are kind of growing up. And so my wife encouraged me and said, you know, why don't you go and just pick Jeff's brain a little bit and just ask him about, you know, different things. Because I have a real estate license in escrow way back when, but I was in coaching and I wasn't involved. So typical thing you go you go and have breakfast with jeff you know you're going to be sold and you know you're going to be recruited and he says hey why don't you come and try this out a little bit you like people you like numbers i think you could do this and lo and behold here you are here i am jeff Jeff recruits me puts me in spot i'm like man he goes no 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 you'll do great and you know as i'm sure it's been pointed out in this show before uh you know stockton was voted uh 2023 best place to work and a lot of that is Jeff's leadership, but it's a lot of it's like Mike and these guys. It's great support. You're around. I mean, these guys, these two guys sitting across from you make you think you can run through a wall, you know. And I used to have great coaches that do that, uh, but but Mike and Jeff, Mike, Mike's like, oh yeah, here's what you do, and he this 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 this, and Jeff has created that environment. And so, guess what? Here I am. Yeah, man. And I've been very fortunate in this short time to really meet some fantastic people out in the community. You know, one of the things as an educator, and all of our teachers are out there, you know that. You know, give me a call, teachers, because you know we know how it is in the trenches. You just want to serve and you want to help. Well, Jeff and Stockton Mortgage do that by example. And uh, I just want to be a part of that. Man, that's what. Thank you for the kudos. And I, and I have to give the thanks to David Stockton because it starts at the top. You know, I can only do the things that he supports, and uh, and he's he's a phenomenal guy. We've talked about him before. I'm sure I would love to get him on the radio show one day. But you know, a lot of that it, it, it comes from playing sports. Though. Oh yeah. Because you know, like you said, you went to Manual as the coach, and y'all were one in ten for two years. You know, at Fern Creek, we were one in ten. Well, we were one in ten my freshman year, two and eight my second year, only because Iroquois played a nineteen-year-old and forfeit <laughs> after the season. Oh, oh, and so oh, basically, I've been. It's it's something to play and compete, and it's something to lose. That's right. And and like you mentioned, I remember times of them saying that, that, that when you're losing, that's the time you reach way that's deep right. down, and you find out what you're made of. Of, and that's you right. Pull that you pull that up from somewhere, and so I don't. If you've never been on a losing team or had adversity, you've never been tested on that. And I think that one of the things is if you can overcome that, you create a winner's attitude, a, right. winning, a winning attitude. Right. I'm going to win. Right. It may not be today. It may not be next month. But I'm going to win. Right. And I'm going to play this game, setting myself to continue taking small steps moving forward. And so, you know, the thing about you, Jerry, is you know everybody. And I knew. <laughs> and and in our world, it's really about teaching because that's what we do. We take buyers who don't do this on a regular basis, and we educate them, and we walk them through the most important financial decision they're ever going to make. Sure. You know. And so, thinking of that, if it's your financial health versus your physical health, would you go have surgery on your heart on? 
somebody online that you never got to see or exactly you research or didn't make you feel comfortable about what was going to happen well you if you're smart you wouldn't right because if you did you're probably not going to be around right. and so i look at mortgages the same way so i always have looked for people who have the ability to learn themselves and to follow then they will lead and they will educate and that's what has been you know kept me in the mortgage business for 27 years so well it's it's amazing jeff i'll be honest with you um having been fortunate to be a principal and being at a school and hiring people and bring them into the district and dealing with teachers teachers are phenomenal and uh, if you're a teacher out there give me a call we'll get you squared away um we got some good things on the plate for you guys coming up, so be, yes. be, be in tune with Jerry for that. Yeah, I mean, here's, here's the thing. I can't tell you how many times I had a new teacher come into our district, couldn't get here because they didn't know how to finance a home yeah. and help them out there. You know, Now we're in a position to do that. Yeah. Or how many times did I have a teacher, because the pay was so low, had to go and as soon as 3 o'clock hit, they had to run and go get a second job, and they're sitting on equity in their house. Yeah. I mean, we know since 2019 that home prices or home sales i mean the prices of a home's gone up 47 percent that's right right now there's people sitting there and there's money to do something with right now i wish i'd known that yeah if i had been a principal Mm -hmm. and when i was a principal and i knew that how many people i could have brought into the district how many people i could have said hey don't be afraid of this we're going to help you with with the home we can we can get you here or how many of that time when that teacher comes staggering back in on the next morning when they've been out on the job at UPS or somewhere that night and they're falling asleep and the money's sitting there in their house yeah. and they can get away. Yeah. So that's one of the great things of many things that we can offer, you know, and we're constantly looking for employees and partnerships, you know, because we can do some things. We have three really big deals, like like at Western Kentucky right now. Mm-hmm. At Western Kentucky, and we're trying to formulate this for Jefferson County and for some, uh, the battery plant mm-hmm. that's going in yeah, and plant. Ford and all those guys. I mean, Western Kentucky right now, you can get $2,000 off your closing. If you're if you're a Western Kentucky faculty member, that's just one of the programs that we're developing here locally. But you got to step out and give it a call and take and, a chance. And Jerry's spearheading that, by the way. We, you know, we're, we're, we're dancing around it a little bit because it's not final approved, but we're trying to get an incentive-based program. Jerry's going to spearhead with JCPS to where we give money back to teachers who buy. And so there's plenty of programs. There's like Homes for Heroes, things of that nature. It's in that vein. So we're not actually you know, actually reinventing the wheel, but we're we're using um, his background and his, his heart of service to get out there and really help the people that help our community. I mean, our right. teachers are so underserved in so many capacities Amen. and for what they do to go deal with you know you know class after class after class of 25 to 40 kids in some instances and they're out there trying to do their best and the one that have the, the you know uh, you just like you remember coaches you remember good teachers oh yeah you remember the teachers that impact you that helped you that guide you to help formulate who you are and, yeah. and again there's some uh uh teachers out there that take these kids in because that's the only form of discipline and teaching they get oh mike you know we talk about the teacher shortage there's a teacher shortage you know why because it's tough yeah it's tough it's not easy if you're going to do it the right way sure you can go in there and open up a classroom let kids sit there and do nothing but if you're a really good teacher and you're really passionate about what you do it's tough to do you know and people realize that they don't want to step into the arena but God love those that are in the arena and yeah. every day. If you get a chance to see a teacher, pat them on the back. 
Well, that little girl that won Miss Manual, yep. you know, she's in her first year of teaching high school in Boston. Oh, know, that's and right. She, and she is, she joined the ranks and she's, you know, I, I check in with her every couple of days and it is tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's all the things they have to do, but you know, you, it takes a special person. And so we want to take our hats off to the teachers out there. We're, we, we want to help you and just stick around for more, for more of the show or, you know, further shows later in the year or, or follow Jerry Mays because he'll be making some announcements. And here's what's crazy. They only have three minutes left, and I told you we would. We don't script it; it comes out. The passion comes, sure. and the things that we want to come through. And I think what has definitely come through a is is that your heart for service. Really, that's that's what. Because I always Mike and I've always talked about it. You, you know, you can become successful by making others successful. That's right. the key to it. Right. The person that sets out to make themselves successful for the sake of just making themselves successful, they limit how far they can go because it's in some ways it's selfish, right? And that's right. People see that about you and you only go as far as you can but man when you open your heart up and you throw your arms out and you make your whatever that is that wingspan wide and you push all those people forward man that's when you have real success right. you know what i mean and so well, so right now so jerry is a loan officer senior loan officer now um, he he can help you with your pre-approvals, first-time home buyers. He doesn't just do loans with teachers and professionals. It's it's anyone looking to buy a home, right? Right. Yeah, that's so, correct. Uh, so tell them how you would like them to get a hold of you. 502-714-0741. And step out there and take a chance. Just see see what we can possibly do. An email address. Share your email address with everybody. Mays at Stockton.com. And that's M-A-Y-E-S. And then we have a website, www.stockton.com. If you clicked Find a Loan Officer and you went to um, the website and you pulled up Louisville Blankenbaker, you'd see his smiling face. And then you can also reach me and Mike to get a hold of him. Again, that, let me share that number again with you. 502-714-0741. He works when you work. In the last two minutes, Jerry... What have you found has been the toughest thing in making this transition? You you were at the tops of the tops, shared the stage with Colin Powell, talked to. I mean, you've been you've been you've had really high, very very highly regarded jobs, and you started over again in the mortgage business. You're a sophomore, man. So tell tell me what has been the the surprise or what you what's been tougher than you thought. It's it's just been amazing to me all the different opportunities, all the different. Uh, chances that you get to help people and trying to help people to see that those are tough uh you know on a personal side just there are so many things that this is this is why our callers need to get a hold of a, a lender mm-hmm. because there's so many things that you can be benefited from in the mortgage business that i'm educated every day every day is a new experience uh, and and that's the great thing about this profession and it's also the toughest thing about this profession that you turn around yeah and you know what I, and I know you've had this perspective as a leader of a school and of uh, an administrator but like when you're in a job as a loan officer you actually get to see the finished product yes you start on day one and 30 days later they're either closing or they're not yeah and so but so there's a big sense of accomplishment and so that stress and pressure of knowing this person's home is waiting on your performance 30 days later that's right you know it's it, you're I mean you're built for it if you're an athlete for sure because there's right. four quarters in every game right that's why it's important that's that's why it's important, Jeff. And, you know, you taught me this. Mike's taught me this. I go to every one of my closings. When I walk into a closing, they say, they say, what are you doing here? I said, I'm the lender. I said, well, we don't have lenders that come to closings. Mm-hmm. I said, we do at Stockton. That's, awesome. That's just the way we operate. But it's at that point you want to be there for the finished product. 
All right, any shout-outs in the last couple seconds to anybody that you didn't get to acknowledge or anything you wanted to say today that we didn't get to say? Oh, well, you know, my wife's a rock. Love you know, yeah. she's, she's a rock, Marla and rock. she uh, wouldn't be here without her. And uh, all my colleagues at work, my kids, obviously, the, my motivation there, and, and all my coaches past and present that are still there. So, yeah, they're all – they've all – I am nothing. They're the ones, you know, the good Lord upstairs, obviously, every time – I deserve full credit for all this. You're a blessed man, Jerry. Mays. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, stick around after the break. We've got your favorite uh, show coming on in that highly competitive 10 to 12 space. Mike, who's coming? Who's coming next? Nick Curran and Phil Baker, the Sunday morning hangover. And they will recap all the sports that happened yesterday. And these guys are entertaining, fun to listen to. Check them out. And we'll be back next Sunday at 930. We're here every Sunday, 930 to 10 on ESPN 680, 105.7 FM. Or you can live stream from anywhere at ESPNLouisville.com. We love you guys. Be blessed. Yes, uh, by the way, Troy Donovan, when he's not reading out cryptic tweets about uh, coaches that many people are speculating on, just in regards to the Louisville job, he just tweeted this out. The same Kentucky fans calling for Cal's head today are the same ones that attacked actually Donovan for saying he was on the hot seat coming into the season.